Good. Just as you do, I just felt like I wanted to pray for you, if that's the right, Gordon. Yeah, sure. Lord Jesus, bless Gordon. We, we welcome, we invite Gordon's words to us from your word. We release him to speak into our lives, your truth and your revelation when it comes to the Holy Spirit. Give us open minds and open hearts to receive and take away anything that would resist, anything that would reject what your word has to say. So we receive it, Jesus. Bless Gordon. Amen. Thank Over you, Jonathan. Hi. Well, it's nice to be here with you guys. Um, I'm usually with the six o'clock where we um, do the stuff. Um, sometimes go to 9.15 and occasionally come here. So it's nice to be here. So you who, those of you who've been around for a while probably recognise that I've been taking us through a journey on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So I think quite a few of you have, but probably there's some that aren't that familiar with, with that. And the gifts of the Holy Spirit, they're gifts that God gives to each one of us who are followers of him and filled with the Spirit to demonstrate who God is. And I've been feeling on my heart that, that for a while that... that, that there's a move of the Spirit coming to Hope Church. Yeah? Not just a general airy fairy thing. God is doing something here. And he's bringing some really interesting prophetic giftings together into this place. People that haven't been here before coming in new. God is preparing us for something. And, and, and I feel in my heart that these talks are to prepare us for when the Spirit's moving, to really know what to do and how to deal with it. So I want to ask a question of you, is if we go back through some of the talks we've done, we talk about speaking in tongues, interpreting tongues, prophesying, various gifts of the Spirit, contributing within the congregation, bringing words, discernment of spirits, all these different types of gifts. If I asked you, as the 1115... How do you reckon you're doing? Yeah? If, if, if we said to you, in your own heart, so no one's going to put hands up or anything like that, um, it's just, just in your own heart right now. Just, I want you to just give yourself a score of somewhere between 1 and 10. I think, where am I at with actually doing the stuff? Okay? So it's not a let's condemn ourselves and beat ourselves up. Let's just, just, just give ourselves a bit of a score in ourselves and say, how are we doing? We're demonstrating this, demonstrating the spirit. And I reckon there'll be quite a few of us who probably score ourselves below, below five. And I just want to ask ourselves in our heart, is why do you think that is? Is it because God hasn't given us a gift? You know, he's excluded me. Is it because I've never been filled with the Holy Spirit in the first place? You know, we do something about that. Is it because I need to stir something up that God's put within me? And, you know, when, this, is, this is how Jesus scored his talks, okay? Because this sounds all very sort of a bit kind of clinical, doesn't it? But Jesus scored his talks. This is how Jesus scored the talk. He, taught, he scored it with a parable. And he said that it was to do with building your house on sand or on rock. And, and when the storms came... Those that are on the sand blew down, and those on the rock didn't. And he said the difference was, those that did the stuff, built the house on the rock, 
those that just enjoyed the talks and said, yeah, I come to church every week and listen to the talks and they're really good talks and I make some notes and whatever, and don't actually do the stuff, they're on the sand. That's how Jesus scored it. And in the West, we're very good, I think, at being on the sand. There we go. Not to condemn us, just to stir us. And so I really want to encourage us today, and that's why we're going to do the communion afterwards, to let's do the stuff today. Yeah? yeah? Well done, those of you that contributed this morning. John, Bridget, Alan, Seb, Sam, if I missed anybody. Well done to you guys that, that, that stepped out and brought a contribution. Yeah? But I'm going to give opportunity for every one of us now to do it, to, to, to do the stuff, right? And this is what I want us to do. I want us just to tune in a little bit to the Holy Spirit now and during my talk. And just sense if God wants to give you something for someone that's close to you or near, near about you. Yeah, that's just, just, just next to you or in front of you or something like that. Does God want to give you some word of encouragement, some word of exhortation, something, you know. And us doing that, what I want you to do now is just ask God to give you something for someone that you can see that's close to you. Yeah, that's close around. Something you don't know about them and something that might encourage them, yeah? And I'm going to just pray for the spirit of prophecy to come on this congregation um, in a second. As I do that, just begin to receive. If you don't want to take part in that, fine. But if you do, if you want to be a doer of the word, just do that. And one of the ways that the gift that God's given me works is that when I pray stuff like that over people, it kind of releases gifts in people. Yeah? So when I pray, that's what I'm believing is going to happen. So we're just going to pray now, and we're just going to believe that God's going to give people stuff for people around. Yeah? Is everyone up for that? Yeah. Yep, 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 Jonathan is, anyway. So let's, 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 go, let's go for it. Holy Spirit, I just ask you to come right now with a spirit of prophecy upon the 1115 congregation. I just pray that everybody here from the sons and daughters to the older people, and everyone in between, the young, the old, male and female, that a spirit of prophecy will come upon them right now. And the words of encouragement, exhortation, words that really set people free will come to, to one another. Amen. 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 I believe that's going to happen. And we're going to just hold stuff. If you sense something, we'll do it during the communion. Is that okay? Yeah. And just to prove that I'm not just telling you what to do and not practicing myself. I just felt during the worship that God just gave me a few couple of things for some people that I saw that were near to me. So the first one was Alan, who was kind of next to me, because I was doing that job. And without you, Alan, this is what I saw. I saw this root, and it was a big root that went right down into the ground and into the soil. And I just felt God wanted to really encourage you, Alan, to dig your roots so deep into him. Yeah, because when the wind blows and it all, all the ground shifts, if your roots only shallow, it will rip it up and you'll feel yourself really unsettled and move on somewhere else and be blown over. Yeah, but, and I felt there were two things into the scripture and into the word and into the body and get yourself rooted into both of those. Yeah, and that's what I felt to say to you. And then the other ones, and I'm sorry it is, is going to embarrass you too, because I do know you a little bit, and you will be embarrassed. So please just try to listen to what God might be saying, not be embarrassed. Yeah? The um, first one is, is Sam Davidson. 
yeah? And I know that, I'm, I don't want to embarrass you, but when I looked at you and saw you walked in, I felt this leap in my spirit. And I thought, I know what God's called Sam to be. And I thought, I'm going to share it with you, yeah? He's given you the name Sam, like Samuel in the Bible, because he's put a prophetic gift in you. Yeah, And just like Samuel in the Bible, when God was speaking and he didn't know it was God, he didn't recognize God, you might think, well, I haven't got that kind of gift in me. Yeah, But the thing was that other people around Samuel didn't see that either. You know, and they just dismissed him a little bit, oh, you know, or whatever. And I, like Samuel in the Bible, he had to go away into his room, on his own, listen to God. And I believe that there's, that there's a prophetic spirit coming on you, Sam. And don't worry about anything that other people have said to you, how you feel about yourself or any of that kind of stuff. On your own, give God a try and see if he speaks. And I think you'll be amazed what comes on you. And then, just to make sure that your, your sister's not left out, as well, I just felt God wanted to give me a word for you, Esther, as well. And I don't know whether this means anything to you, and I'm not trying to embarrass you or anything like that. But I saw you with the Bible, yeah? And then I saw that you found it a bit hard to understand. And you heard other people around who could share stuff, but you found it a bit hard to understand. And I saw you close it up, yeah? And I think God wants to say to you, give it another go. But this time, turn the light on, yeah? Turn the light on. And the turning the light on is asking the Holy Spirit to bring it alive to you and I think that God is going to show you amazing stuff out of the Bible for yourself not from your mum or your dad or your grandma or anything like that but for you and I think God wants to say to you give the Bible another go yeah (laughs) hope they're okay Um, and I hope you weren't too embarrassed so what we're going to do today is we're going to do gift of miracles yeah and We've got about 20 minutes, is it, John, to do it, yeah? Yeah? Um, So we're going to go for miracles, yeah? I was a bit scared about preparing this talk because I thought I felt a bit of a hypocrite because, you know, uh, but I thought, no, I'm going to take it head on because I felt when I was studying Scripture, God showed me some stuff about miracles. So I'm going to share it with you guys and we'll just see what God does, yeah? And it says in, in the 1 Corinthians... The, the, the chapter 10, 12, verse 10, the book, this is the passage that we've been reading. It says that to some, just like we're talking about some having prophecy and some having tongues, it says there, to some, by the same Spirit, miraculous powers were given. Yeah? And it says there that, that some were healings, faith, and miraculous powers. Yeah? That means that God wants to give some people here, because we're a body and we believe that, the, that, the, that there's an expression somewhere, someone here, God's going to give the gift of miraculous powers to. Anyone here really want that? Yeah? Anyone here feel God's given them that gift already? You, Alan? Yeah, what about you, Femi? Yeah? I think God's given you the gift of miracles. I don't know why I felt that, but when I was think, looking around thinking I'm going to share that, and nobody should respond to that. And I thought, Femi, okay? So just weigh that one before God and see whether that lands anywhere. So I'm going to look at just a couple of miracles that Jesus did. I'm just going to read the scriptures. So the first one I've got is in Luke chapter 5, verse 4 to 6. And 
This is a story that, where some guys have been going about their business. Yeah? Their business was fishing. Okay? So this is not some spiritual thing out there. This is a f- some guys whose job was catching fish. Okay? This is their work. This is, this is about their work we're talking about. And it, sa- it, it, it says there, now they, they'd actually been trying to catch fish. Now these were people who knew how to catch fish, right? These are experienced fishermen. But they'd had a bad night, yeah? Anyone ever had a bad day at work where it just doesn't work, yeah? They'd had a bad day at work. So they, they were good at it, but they'd had a bad day and they caught nothing, yeah? And then Jesus says here in verse 4, he says, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we worked all night and haven't caught anything, yeah? In other, you know, in other words... There's no point at all, because we've worked all night, it hasn't worked, okay? But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signalled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. So in other words, God so blessed their business and their work, there was too much for them to cope with. Yeah? That was a mir- miraculous thing. Next one, Matthew 14, 15 to 31. And this is the feeding of the 5,000, that probably many of us are a bit familiar with. When Jesus heard what had happened... Oh, sorry, wrong one. Right. As the evening approached, the disciples came to him. This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. Yeah? So imagine, church picnic next week. Nobody turns up with any food, right? Jesus says to Jonathan, You go and give them some food. Feed a lot of them, 200 of them, yeah? You go and do it. That's what's, what's, what's going on here, right? Whoa, Jesus on the spot. Jesus putting you on the spot. You go and do it. Um, and he says, we only have five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. You know, there's only a little bit that's been bought, yeah? They answered, bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks, broke the loaves, and he gave out to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the people, and they were all satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 baskets of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men and women. Yeah? Massive picnic, done by miracles, yeah? And... I just want to look at the gift of miracles. Because it says there in 1 Corinthians that there are some of us who God can gift with a gift to do miracles. Okay? You know, have you heard the expression that some people say in the UK, because I know there's a lot of you here aren't from the UK, so you might not have heard this one. You know, who am I? I'm not. Am I a miracle worker? It's something we use, you know, when people expect to do something hard. Yeah? But here's the answer... There are some people here who God might have called to be. Yeah? And I'm going to look at, look at this. And the aim of this talk, really, 
is to demystify the miracles in Scripture and increase our expectation in the hope that we will see miracles amongst us. Yeah? So in other words, if you want me to put that in simple terms, miracles for dummies, you know, those little books. You know, I'm just going to demy- demystify it because I've seen some stuff in Scripture and I thought, hang on, I've seen something here. In, in the scriptures. Now, the first thing is, if, if you're a bit of a nerd like me, I like looking up what the words really mean in the Bible. Yeah? I've got this massive concordance thing. That's all the Greek and Hebrew words and everything. So what I do is I look them up just to see if it says something to me. Right? So I looked up the word miracles. Yeah? So let's understand what it means. And it's actually a word, dynamis. Yeah? And do you remember, for those of you who have been around, the, one of the first talks I did about when you're baptised in the Holy Spirit and what the word means when the Spirit comes on you with power. It's the word dynamis. Yeah? When the Spirit comes on you and you're baptised in the Spirit, you shall receive dynamis, power. So in other words, it's the same word. So it's, this is power of the Spirit. So that is what we're looking at. Yeah? So I'm trying to break it down into something that, that we can get hold of. Because I think sometimes the reason we zone out from miracles is sometimes we think they're like magic. Yeah? They're not. They're demonstrations of the Spirit's power. You know? It's not a Marvel movie or Harry Potter or something like that. You know? These are demonstrations of the Spirit's power. The one who holds all things in his hands knows all things about absolutely everything, wants to demonstrate his power amongst us. Yeah, that's what we're talking about here. So forget magic and stuff like that. It's the the one who's all-powerful demonstrating his power. So, I just want to just look then, just briefly, that when we're reading in Corinthians, the Often the gifts of the Spirit there are almost like in categories. And we've talked about how there's tongues, interpretation of tongues, haven't we? We talked about prophecy and distinguishing between spirits being, coming out of a similar thing. Well, there were three gifts there that come together. They're faith, healings, and miracles. Yeah? They're a category. That it's almost like they're categorized. It doesn't say they're categorized. It's when you read it, it looks like they are. And the thing that's in common about all these gifts are where something tangible that you can see and touch is demonstrated. So when you talk about prophecy and things like that, it's some kind of revelation, something that's shared, something verbal, something felt, something experienced in that way. These gifts are something physical, something tangible. Yeah? That's what we're talking about here. Yeah? And right now... We are sitting in one, this granary. For those of us that were involved as trustees and that, we have seen miracles that have caused this to come about. Yeah? We were a small church, didn't have much money, didn't have it, and here we are in this big building in the centre of town. Yeah? And we haven't got time to unpack that, but I'm just saying, it's tangible, it's physical. You can't explain it away. Yes? Those of us that know our friend Claire, who used to be disabled, who walking around and seen her, that is tangible. Yeah? It's not airy-fairy, you know. Yeah? And when you look in Scripture, I've looked at, when I was looking at Scripture, 
I've seen that it seems to be, there might be some more types, but there seems to me to be three types of miracle in Scripture, and they all seem to work slightly differently. And that's what I want to just unpack and demystify this morning. Now, the first one, that I've given it the name Divine Coincidence. It doesn't sound very spiritual, but I want to bring it down to earth. Yeah? So that's something that is possible, right? But it is unlikely. Yeah? And there are a whole shed load of those in Scripture that we can sometimes over-spiritualize. So that's what happened with the fish. The fish weren't just by magic. Boom! Fish. Somehow, Jesus knew exactly where those fish were. The fish were in the lake, and he told them, he knew, and he told them when to go that they would catch the fish. Yeah? That was what the miracle was. It was Jesus telling these people, they, they knew what they were doing, but he told them, do it, then, there, put that net down there. That was the miracle. The tiles. Do you know what I mean? Jesus knew where the tiles were. You think, oh, it's just, just, just done that's, that's how they work. That's what most of the, a lot of the miracles in Scripture were. They came from that way where, where Jesus was involved and some tiles that only seemed to be in two parts of the country end up getting to John. Yeah? It wasn't all of a sudden that, zap, there was a pile of tiles in, um, you know, some magic and the pile of tiles appeared. But God made that happen. Yeah? And that's what happened with the miracle of the capture of the fish. I've got this really good book on the miracles of Exodus. And it's done by a scientist who's a believer in Jesus. Right? And he goes through all of the miracles in Exodus. And he explains what happened in all of those miracles. How, from a scientific point of view, those things that could happen. So, but then he said that the, the miracle was that, that God knew exactly when, where, and how that was going to happen, told Moses, and Moses spoke it out, and it came just as he'd, he'd said. That increases my faith. It doesn't undermine my faith when I hear something like that. You know? And I can't remember all of them, but like, for example, I think there's one where they're crossing the Jordan and it dries up. Well, apparently that's an event that does happen once every 50 years. But it just happened to be that God led them there at that time and told them to step out and do it, and it dried up. Yeah? The, the key with those miracles is that they weren't just coincidences. They were coincidences that were responding to the prompting of the Spirit. You heard God, did them, put the fish out. Do you know what I mean? Did them. That's what made them a miracle is hearing the voice of God and stepping out in faith, doing something stupid, and actually seeing God do it, yeah? Because, you know, and I just think that increases my faith to say, come on, God, I'm going to listen to you and make a fool of myself sometimes to step out and see what divine coincidences are going to happen. Yeah? Number one. Most miracles, I think, are like that. Yeah? And just a little aside on that is, is if God went around all the time, you know, zapping piles of tiles up, transporting fish, he'd be destroying his own order of things, wouldn't he? <laughs> if you just think about it, you know, I need a parking space, God. And you suddenly get a prompt to go left and right, and there's one. 
So he's not going to go around and suddenly go boing and blow somebody else's car up, is he, to get you a parking space? But he knows where it is, yeah? So, you know, and I think we can set the bar at this kind of magic level, and it's not. Yeah. It's, it's listening to the Spirit and doing what he says, yeah? And how many here have had miracles then, like that? Yeah? How many here have had miracles, seen things like that happen? John, you have, because you just told us about one. So, I reckon probably most people here who follow Jesus for any length of time have seen that kind of stuff. So we see miracles. Let's raise our faith for more of that. Yeah? Let's bring it to earth and say, let's have some more. Then, the next type of miracle are what I call miracles of multiplication. And there are a number of those in Scripture. And here's some keys for unlocking those. The initiative with those starts from God. It's not that people themselves suddenly decide they're going to go and multiply a load of fish and loaves. God says something. Jesus said, you feed them. You know? I know many times when God has said to me, you give that, and I haven't got the money. You know, you do that. You know, that's where it, where it comes. God prompting like that. Says to the church, you buy that building. Yeah? And then you take what you have in your hand. You take that step of faith with a little you have in your hand this is all I've got, a few loaves and fishes I'm going to take a step of faith I'm going to start feeding these people I don't know how God's going to do it but I'm going to start doing it we're going to take what we've got in the bank and we're going to buy this building how the heck are we going to pay for this Yeah. but we're going to do that and we go on that journey and that is how the multiplication miracles work multiplication is a principle of the kingdom of God. If you look through so many of the parables that Jesus told, it's plant seed, it grows. I mean, farming itself is that, isn't it? You know, plant seed, it grows. So many, so many miracles are to do with multiplication. Taking a step of faith, prompted by God. If God hasn't said to you to step out in faith, give all that money to start doing it and start doing it. You'll just be broke if you just do it without that. It's taking that step of faith, doing what God says, and then seeing what happens. You know, we can't hype it up or manufacture it. It's just following the promptings of the Spirit. So my key here, listen to the promptings of the Spirit. Step out in faith. God does the rest. And then the final category of miracle is I've called it walking on water. Okay? This is where laws of nature are overwritten. For example, gravity. Impossible healings that just happen, that God does something that medical science and that can't explain. Yeah? And here's the thing. God, as a rule, doesn't go around breaking his own laws just because Christians say so. Otherwise, the world would be completely chaos, wouldn't it? You know, every... You know, it isn't, as I said, like Harry Potter or something like that. You know, you can't just conjure this up, yeah? And if you look in Scripture, bear in mind, Scripture's written over thousands and thousands of years. There are some of these kind of miracles, but they're not the majority of them, yeah? Yet sometimes when people preach on miracles and hype them up, it's almost like they're setting the bar at a level that Scripture doesn't set, 
Yeah? And we have seen things. We, when we were doing, taking steps of faith with the building, we found £10,000, didn't we, Dan? And we still don't know where that £10,000 came from in the bank. Yeah? Was that one of these that God just did? Or was it there all the time? I don't know. But that's the kind of stuff that it's only in response to him that we can do the impossible, to step out of the boat. But it's listening to him, learning his voice and stepping out in faith. Yeah? So our encouragement isn't to, let's go around and try and do some magic. Our encouragement is to start listening to the promptings of the Spirit and step out doing some scary stuff and see what then actually comes about and what God does. Yeah? Because we cannot ourselves hype up or whip up miracles. But what we can do is allow God to stir faith in our heart and what we can do is step out when he prompts us. Because each of these miracles in Scripture involved somebody taking some step of faith. Yeah? Stepping out there prepared to look stupid. Yeah? If Peter hadn't stepped out of the boat, he wouldn't have seen the miracle, but he could have sunk and drowned. Could have looked an idiot, couldn't he? Yeah? Go feed the 5,000. Well, what am I going to do that? You know, well, let's... Give it a go. All we've got in our hand is a few loaves and fishes. So what I'll say to you is, what have you got in your hand? What is God prompting you to do? That, and I think sometimes we wait for all of the answer to be in our hand. But none of these miracles had all of the answer in their hand before they set off and did them. They just had the little that they had. So when God is prompting you to do something... Don't wait until you've got everything. Now, the, some, so the other part, some people here will say, oh, well, you know, well, surely that's foolish. Surely that leads to presumption. Surely, you know, people are going to cut my cropper. We might do. Sorry to say that. But we've just got to learn how to trust God, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Scary. We might come a cropper, and then some ways a pastor will think, oh, no, no, I can't do that. But just got to give it a go. And, if you, and then be honest enough if you blow it. That's the thing where a lot of times Christians aren't honest enough. And that's why they get themselves in it. Look, I messed it up. I'm now broke. I'm now in a mess because I thought I'd heard God and it didn't work. Yeah? So rather than trying to be super spiritual about it. So we're going to go to the communion. Yeah? If anyone's got... Did anyone here... How feel they had words for somebody that they want to share with them? Cool. Right, so we're going to do that over communion, right? What we're also going to do is we're going to look for miracles, yeah? We're going to look for miracles. And I asked God, and I felt this is what God said to me, that, that there might be people here that you in need of money. You need some miracle, money miracles, yeah? Fishing all night, caught nothing, there you know. That's that real. And I feel God's given me faith for that. So if anybody is in that category, then I'm happy to pray for you because I've seen God do miracles in that area. I haven't seen many people miraculously healed, 
through what I've done. I have seen God provide supernaturally tons of times, and I do believe that. And here, I'm going to stick my neck out as well. I don't know whether they're going to hear, but I just felt there was somebody here, and you were £275 a month short in your bank account and getting into debt. If that's you, I don't want to embarrass myself by nobody responding. So just come and talk to me and and I'll pray for you. But I just feel that God wants to raise our faith for the miraculous and start not being safe. Yeah? Start not being safe. It's easy to be safe. Yep. So let's just pray and then I'll hand over to you for the administering the communion. Holy Spirit, I just pray for the gift of miracles to be effective amongst us. I just pray for those that really have that stirred up in their heart to do that. I pray for those that uh, their natural instinct is to be safe. That God, you will start prompting them to do stuff that makes them not safe. And that God, we will see miracles. God, I pray that we will see miracles. Amen. Over to you for administering the community. Great. Thanks, Gordon.